drop my phone. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, thank you for waiting. So welcome to the Wednesday night community call. Um, I'm going to pray us in. Looks like there's a... Now press in and or unless you want to, would you like to pray in? Chris? Hello? No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay. All right. Um, I'm so, so grateful for this time to share and to discover we assist each other in discovering what is in our heart, or each other's teacher and each other's student, and welcome all the people who are who are going to listen to the call later. They are they are both as well, even though they're not live on the call, because we are one. We're we're all connected. So as we grow, as we each learn and grow. We share that with everyone. Um, amen. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Chris, for making the effort to be here on the call. Is it just you and me? <laughs> so far, I, I think I heard that someone else may show up at, you know, it is whatever it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So you got shook up today, huh? Um, the accident? Yeah, I heard you on Sacred Circle. That was Sunday. Oh, Sunday? Yeah. I guess I wasn't paying strict attention. Well, I don't think I said when it was, but, um, yeah, I, um... Uh, yeah, I was much better than I used to be. <laughs> the first 10 years I lived here in Portland, mm-hmm. I had an accident every single year. Now, they weren't all my fault. Actually, most of them weren't. But um, it's been... Hmm, well, I've had little bump and, bump and runs, which haven't meant anything, but... um. I probably had haven't had any uh, real accident in like ten years or so. So um, it's shifting. So apparently there must be some residual um, stuff there that I still need to heal. Mhm. <laughs> um so this will this will be your last uh call community call on Wednesday in the UK. It'll be what? The last community call on this Wednesday in the UK. Um sure? actually next week um um I'm still in the UK at this moment, um, mm. but I see it's one o'clock now, 
um, I leave for the airport at three in the morning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I I might be on the call (laughs) with my suitcases packed, (laughs) waiting for my taxi. How far is it to the airport? Two and a half hours. Take a taxi? Closer to the three. Well, it's a a driver. Yeah, it's it's like another it's like another um, flight almost. You know, it, it um it's one of my biggest issues with being in the UK is to being so far from an airport. In San Diego and Cincinnati, well, in San Diego, I'm 18 minutes from the airport, you know. It's mm. it's nothing. And here, it I, I do have to, uh, um, the anxiety about getting there is, is uh, one, a challenge, let's put it that way. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I can imagine, because anything, I mean, it's a, Three hour, almost three hour drive. One one flight I had um, a flood that we just missed going into on back roads, (laughs) and then um, it was the day after they had something like four feet of snow in Chicago, and um, had to get (laughs) de-iced. So I quit. uh, I quit going through Chicago, and I started. Um, leaving a week sooner because of the chance of having snow in October. Mm-hmm. So I go the last week of September here. How long have you been doing this? Since I won. Oh, that's quite a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have it down, huh? Pardon? Oh, do I have, have it down? down? Yeah, uh, better than the first time, but it every every time yeah. is different, probably. Hmm. Looks like we have a third person here, Moira. Okay, Moira. Hi, girls. Mm-hmm. Chris, hello. How are you yeah. going? Pardon? Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Well, anybody else have any uh, thing interesting that they'd like to share or talk about? Well, I have. Um, I can mention what I said on Sacred Circle just because. Well, I think it's sort of funny. Um, mm-hmm. When I get to Cincinnati, which is my first leg of my my journey um that's my hometown and i try to connect with um my siblings and friends and um the family and i'm there 10 days and i try to do two weekends so that i can get together with the family on weekends and that cuz almost everybody um, works who's not who has not my, my siblings are all retired although my sister is tutoring so she's 
Well, I guess my uh, never mind. They all work. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I try to do the two weekends, and somebody has something to do almost every day, and then I had it all figured out. I was going to have all the family and friends get together on a Sunday. And then my sister texted me back and said, you know, the Bengals are playing that day. And I thought, Mm -hmm. I'm competing with the Bengals. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and so I, um, I took my calendar and put it between a statue of, of Blessed Mother and Buddha. And I, Mm -hmm. and I said, I can't figure this out. You have to. So in it, and it was kind of psychological for me to be able to use that uh, remembrance of the, um, of you know of the help in the invisible to um, to have me let it go because the things that shifted um, work made it work out because everybody else. I didn't even try to put it together then for during the the, the game time, and uh, a girlfriend that I'm have a lot of history with. Um, I'm going to be able to spend more time with her than um, than I had maybe could have gotten together, and I'm real excited about you know just having casual time with her. And then we're all going to go out to eat after and at six o'clock instead of three o'clock. So um, that's great. That yeah, like but great. It, and, and when I talked to um, um, Jennifer, uh, part of it was, "Oh, the Bengals are more important than me," you know. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got real tickled with Jennifer talking about. Her birthday. Were you on when she talked about her birthday? And she, it's you know always around Thanksgiving, and they mm-hmm. were celebrating her birthday on this Thanksgiving. And I um, did. Yeah. I don't think Moira was. Were you? Um, I've heard her talk about it recently, and I think mm-hmm. I remember saying that often she has felt uh, forgotten because everyone's mm-hmm. doing Thanksgiving, and they kind of mm-hmm. forget. That it's mm-hmm. her birthday. Do I remember mm-hmm. that correctly? Exactly. Yeah. And, well, the, the the part that struck struck me um, was that she wanted to to play cards, and they said, "Okay, we'll play cards." But instead, they decided to watch a movie that they could have watched another time. And um, so she, at the time, was not terribly into um, forgiveness opportunities, I guess. So she went into another room and, and sulked a bit, I guess you would say. And when she came out, they had eaten her birthday cake without telling, you know, without inviting her to her birthday. And I thought, oh. I did. And she said at the time she did not take it well. And I thought, okay, you know. So she had um, some challenges there. But, um She's over it now, using it as a learning and teaching opportunity. Sure. But that is hilarious, isn't it? Other people eating oh, birthday. I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
You know, Colin Tipping of Radical Forgiveness has always said that the signpost to a Radical Forgiveness opportunity, although, you know, everything is an opportunity, but the the, the signpost towards, you know, where you can really do some significant work is when people do weird stuff, <laughs> stuff mm. that stuff that you wouldn't expect them to do or that's out of character or that just has you going, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot, though, because all of us think differently, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, um, last last week there's uh, we have a, a stitching group that started in the United States. They called it Stitching Bitch, and we have and I have am trying to change the name because I'm you know I, I don't want a bitch. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, go to the group, and I don't know if it's it seems to me that it's more here. Maybe I just didn't go into these groups that weren't spiritual, but the, um, there's this crosstalk, and you, you say something, and people will just start talking while you're talking, and I'm going like, <clears throat> and I, I had was going to offer something in the conversation, you know, and I could not get in. I thought, I am just not going to fight. To be able to talk, I thought this is this is crazy. And then I spoke up when there was a law about you know about crosstalk or whatever. And do you know that somebody started talking over while I was talking and didn't let me tell what I had wanted to say? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so so strange for me, you know. And so I just I just stopped talking. And then I thought I had stopped talking for so long that to me it seemed weird. And so I said a little something, tried to ease my, actually my feelings, because I don't think anybody else even noticed it. And um, uh, and the one gal that I had particular issues with, what, we walked out together, and here she says to me, I don't think Jenny likes me. And I'm going like, oh my gosh, you know how it, how could this person be saying that? And I tried to just be there present for her, and and do the um, help with the energies because I didn't know where to go with them, you know. And uh, um, it was just really an interesting time. So um, has it changed? Is this still that way? Um. I just decided that you know I have to I have to um, be okay myself, and if I start to say something and they don't listen, it's I mean it's nothing nothing that's important you know if it if it were important I would you know stand up and say you know listen please <laughs> but um, you know I, I don't exactly know what's going on there. Although with the um, with the conversation I had about the Bengals having their 
in the football game being um, a little more important than something that I was trying to plan or wasn't getting cooperation. So I must have something going on there with um, feeling um, a part, you know, with the group or not with the group or not cared for. Something, you know, it's it's not terribly big because, um, you know, I, I do have friends who one of them's driving five hours and another one two hours just to see me in Cincinnati, you know. So I have other things that counterbalance sort of. Mm. And uh, But there's something, you know, of self-worth or being acknowledged or something. And uh, I'm not, you know, losing any sleep over it. You well, <laughs> well, it's good to know you. But I'm losing sleep over that. Carla. I think of Carla <laughs> in this call by herself, and I can't go to sleep when <laughs> I know she's there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Look, you're doing that for me. And we're one, so you're doing it for yourself. I do know that. I do know that, um, and um, I'll figure it out mm. <laughs> so that it's good for all concern, huh? Mm-hmm. So, you <laughs> were go ahead. Oh, well, I, uh, I, 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 I have a group in my life at the moment in which yeah there's a lot of talking over and um, it's actually so um, there's two women that I often walk down the road with with our dogs because each of us has a dog and um, when I work when I walk with just one of these women um it's it's just lovely you know she's she talks a lot um and i'm happy and i'm happy about that because you know i'm not someone who you know talks all the time but i'm very happy to you know listen and respond to someone who's you know talking about just nice everyday stuff you know and it's just nice and easy with her and I enjoy her company and she's so sweet and one of my friends says about her, you know, she'll talk to anyone as if she's never been hurt. <laughs> and I thought that was a lovely description. You know, she's not shy, mm-hmm. she's not doesn't hold back, she's just easy and friendly to everyone. And so I'll go and walk with her once or twice a week. And occasionally um another woman comes with us and those two have been friends for about 20 years mm. and when she comes she's a completely different personality and when she comes I find that there's lots of talking over and um, and the other woman especially seems to talk over people and I have to I find that I need to time you know what I say (laughs) 
um, so that I'm going to be heard, you know, and it's usually just a comment. And, um, yeah, and it's like, it's like a bit, it's, it, it's, I was going to say it's like a battle, but it's not that serious. But <laughs> and I think because of this woman's personality, because she's quite, um, sometimes, I don't know, strident's too strong. But uh, I find that sometimes I make comments that don't come out right because I'm not completely relaxed around her. <laughs> you know, something I, I might say sounds a bit strange, and um, and that give, that gives even more license to you know her not you know continuing to talk and not attend to what I've just said. It's. Dynamics are interesting, aren't they? Well, it's interesting. Listen, you guys, I'm realizing that I have always been, well, I don't know that I try to talk over people, but I do interrupt. I have in my life a lot. I used to interrupt people because I'd lose my train of thought so quick, and so I, I felt like I had to speak it before I forgot it. And I'm exactly the same, Carla. I'm exactly the same. It's a, I have a form of ADD. And, um, yeah, I, I will forget. And plus, sometimes I, I do it because, well, the excitement of the conversation, you know, my mind is turning really quickly and things have to be said as fast as possible mm -hmm. because... You know, pretty more things you can say. Ideas discussed. I'm going to jump in here <laughs> and say, "Me too." Uh, I, I sometimes will be talking, and then I'll forget what I'm even saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ramble on. Sometimes I'll start talking about something and I just kind of wind around to something else that comes into my mind and I forget the first thing. Yeah. I'm I'm much better, but I still do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done a bit of um, um, kind of feeling into, you know, the issues I have with this woman. But I haven't actually done a forgiveness process, so that might be a good idea. Yeah. But every time I see that, you know, she's walking with us, I kind of tell myself, you know, I, I, I sort of, I don't do a whole lot of verbal in my mind, but I consciously, you know, try and just, just start again. Just start again. Mm. But I'm not... I'm not doing anything differently, so maybe that's why things aren't different. Maybe I'll do a forgiveness process. You know, I've never, I think I've never done one forgiveness letter um, written. Um, and I used to have a, a, a Course in Miracles group that I, I used to go to. And I this was really growing and sharing. And um, it, was, it was so interesting because 
it, I don't know but if it's true. It just seemed to me that when I would speak, the leader, the kind of host or whatever, he's more, he likes to be the leader. He likes to be the leader. And um, I'd say so, he, he'd, if I spoke, if he spoke first and I spoke, sometimes I'd speak. And then he'd always, like, have to speak again after I spoke. I was like, always. And I started getting frustrated. And um, I just quit going for a while. And now I go back and I'm like, it's the same thing. It's really the same thing. Nothing's changed except me, I guess, because I still feel Does he do it to other people? Is it just you that he does it to or does he do it to other people? Well, I must admit, I think I challenge his authority. Not that I intentionally do it, but I know I know a lot of information. A lot of those people there are like newbies, you know, and I've done mm. a lot of work. And so I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> and so um, um, I don't think anybody speaks more than he and I. <laughs> so it's more like... Uh, it's not quite a battle. I don't think it is. I don't perceive it that way anymore. But sometimes I have to watch myself because I notice I'll start to go into that pattern and I have to go, no, I have to pull back on the reins and stuff. But it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, it is. I don't know if it's exactly on the subject, but when I went to nursing school, I had already been a surgical technician for uh, like 10 years. And sometimes the, the instructors in the nursing school were saying things that were not really right. <laughs> and I... Uh, I I just you know you you can't you have to know when you can speak and not speak and um um it it, it was occasionally a challenge for me you know I mean they knew a lot of stuff that I didn't know but as far as the operating room was concerned if they started on something um and mm-hmm. I just would sort of hold my breath you know and mm-hmm. uh, I I did um they did one one did kind of like check it out with me but you 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 do you want to honor their position yet if there's something that would be enhanced by what you have to say or you know you don't want people to not hear what the thing might really say or something so i can i can see where you where you could be put in a position well, I'm probably doing it because I like to share. I mean, that's how I, I feel like last year during the, I shared some in the community calls, but when I started sharing in the class more, that's when some really great healing was coming on. So I'm like, I don't want to miss that. Because when I speak, I'm not really, I mean, sometimes I am, you know, helping, trying to, but mostly I'm teaching myself. That's what I'm doing. I mean, when you speak, words are a little different than when you just think them, 
you know? It helps you to clarify what you're thinking. Yeah. And yeah. it helps to hear yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they talk it, call it the talking cure. The what? The talking cure. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Psychotherapy and things like that. We're doing mm-hmm. chose therapy, spiritual therapy. Mm-hmm. And it could happen anytime. I mean, you know, just to be aware of what you're speaking, it's pretty interesting. I've been doing it a lot more. Even just what I'm thinking uh, is huge. That's really probably more, but yeah. It helps to have um, people who will listen to you without interruption, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's, well, I guess what's really most helpful is not just the listening to the interruption, but it's to really seem interested in what I'm saying there. I really appreciate that. Oh, good oh, yeah. boy here. Because I think for a long time, I didn't feel like I was that I was interesting people, you know? I don't know. so interesting when I talk about how I used to be and it's almost like someone I feel sad like I don't know not that I was that way but more like that person's dead (laughs) and it's kind of sad because I don't know. It's I'm not sad because I'm not. I don't want to be that way anymore. But it's almost like a death occurred. I feel like I like I that's gone. Not not all the time, but hmm. you know, Carla, I have something that's similar to that because I see pictures of me when I was in my twenties, early twenties and early thirties, and I see and I almost say like. I almost see that person as a different person than I am. <laughs> I can feel sorry for her and what she was going through. And I, mm-hmm. I just like look into her eyes. I don't exactly like look into my eyes and I think, oh my gosh, what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really kind of weird because it's in, in many ways it doesn't, seem like me it seems like like a previous life almost you know that's beautiful chris because you're giving yourself there's no time really i mean time it seems like there is but you're, it's the healing process in action when you're doing that because that's like you're giving yourself compassion and that's when you do it for anybody, that's what you're doing. You're giving it to yourself. But when you give it to yourself in a picture, that seems that's like that just yeah, it really kinda of touches my heart and I think it's so beautiful. 
I've got a picture of myself at the age of about, oh, I don't know, three. And um, I'm in a, um, a frilly bathing suit, you know, like a toddler's bathing suit made of cotton, you know, with cherries on it. <laughs> and, um, oh, no, I'm 16 months. I'm 16 months. I've got no idea how to estimate children's ages. <laughs> it's on the back or something? Yeah, it's written on the back in my mother's handwriting. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm squatting. Um, I've got short blonde hair, you know, and it looks like someone put a bowl on my head. And I'm squatting in a paddling pool, and there's a dog, you know, a little dog, Jack Russell, looking over the rim of the pool at me, and I'm looking straight at the camera, and I'm laughing. I'm mm. laughing. I'm much fun. Mm. I look at this little person. Mm-hmm. It's um, I've used this photo frequently over my life, you know, in exercises where you know where we we're encouraged to get in touch with our inner child and mm-hmm. and um, and it reminds me that my mother. And father used to tell me that I was a very happy child. And um, I guess, you know, before, you know, the poo hit the fan. Mm. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I look at this child and I think, oh, my God, that is me. And, Mm. you know, I even got the same eyebrows. You know, I know it's me. Yeah, it's my favorite picture of myself. I was like a baby, like, like you know, a year and a half, about the same age, in a dress, which I don't think I've worn a dress since, like, sixth grade. <laughs> well, maybe once in a funeral or wedding or something, but uh, not regular. And I'm holding a doll. And that's another thing I can't remember. <laughs> Dolls. That's my favorite picture. It's kind of amazing. Who, oh, Angela? Angela. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm Hi, here. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, great. So we have Myra, Carla, and who else is here? Chris. Great. Hi, Chris. Oh, the gang's Hi. all here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a baby picture too? Because I have one. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't have one handy really. So I. But my mom, actually, now that you say it, <laughs> what I do have is the dress, and I'm holding it. I have it in a drawer. My mom gave me the dress I wore home from the hospital. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. <laughs> Fantastic. What does it smell like, Angela? <laughs> huh. Well, let's try. <laughs> Nothing very distinctive, but the material is kind of funny. I don't even know what this is called. But it's a little pink dress. It's long sleeve. It has, like, mm. kind of one of those baby doll kind of cuts. 
with some lace and a bow. And yeah, I've been in there. (laughs) (laughs) I used to use my picture a lot whenever I get angry at myself or I'd find I did something that disturbed me and I'd look at my picture and I'd go, oh, I'd see how innocent. Uh, it's hard to get angry at babies, you know. And I'd, I'd look at it and I'd go, oh, I, just, I, I mean, I'm no different, really. <laughs> Bigger. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I find it important from, well, I mean, I've just looked at, again, at this, photo of myself and um, realize that I do get that happy and that excited mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. completely unco- you know uh, not unconscious when I'm completely spontaneous and in the moment and unself-conscious and that's good that's, mm-hmm. a, that's an important part of me and it's I think it's wonderful to re- to realise, you know, I once was this wee little person, hmm. but I'm still the same person in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the one of the things is that that person is kind of like comes in. I know we don't come in blank. You come in with all your pasts and whatever. But you're so impressionable at that age. And that's when you you start to make decisions about the world. And how, you know, they say that that siblings can have the same experience and each one of them read it differently, even twins, you know. And so that's when you start to form your opinions of what's going on in the this dimension. Based on our perceptions. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it means anything, but <laughs> what, what I'm thinking is and at that age that we're talking about these pictures, we probably were going back and forth into... not being here and being here. Do you know what I mean? So you probably really open to other, to the spiritual, I guess. At that age. It almost feels like a window, (laughs) a window to to, um, remember. I think we have a lot smaller awareness then, you know, it's like we don't know about China and, and what's happening and, you know, wherever the horrible things or wonderful, even wonderful things are happening. You know, we just know we're very present. We know what's in front of us. You know what we're feeling for about 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really present. So anything going on for you, Angela, you want to talk about? 
Hmm. Well, um, Not it's so funny. It's like, no, no, no. I, I always have something. It's just like, which avenue do I want to take? Like, which path? <laughs> which one? Um, one thing I'm noticing is that, so it's my, the middle of the week, and uh, this is my first full week of a schedule. And one thing I'm noticing with my mind is that you know, you're just talking about children being present, but I notice the opposite sometimes where I'll be midweek and I will be overwhelmed by what's coming next and like, oh, I have to do this, this, and this. And it's so interesting because um, each thing I do, I usually really enjoy it. So, but there's this interesting dread that I sort of, you know, I don't want to use the word manage because that's not what we're supposed to be up to here, managing and coping. But I feel mm-hmm. like, um, again, I'm just aware of the way my mind wants, like brings these thoughts of dread. Because for me, tomorrow in the morning, I teach an early morning yoga class. But then I I taught an evening class and I'm like, just finished dinner, you know. And uh, it's like... I'm very interested in being differently in my day because the way I've held it in my mind often is more like so many things to do and there's a sense that oh, I just want to have nothing to do and no responsibility. Like that that's the goal or something, that that's the that that's what I am upset because I'm not experiencing. So anyway, I'm just noticing how I'm holding my my day and my schedule in my mind and just choosing again. So that's something that's sort of present for me. Do you... But also... You feel, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, please. Go ahead. No, no, you go on. <laughs> okay, because what I was going to add is that the other part of it in terms of scheduling is like I'm just noticing where I can open up um, space and even at the office I feel different. I feel more focused and that I stay more to tasks. So I think before I would get so distracted. Like I would just go on these internet binges and get away off track and then I start to get blurry and then I barely am effective. (laughs) So um, I'm noticing there's less of that and that's kind of cool. But then um, I heard Jennifer say, like, this is just an example, but she said that she used to drive all over town to do acupuncture. I think this was the ML1 call. Mm -hmm. And she said she'd go do acupuncture and it would be a three-hour experience. Yeah, this was the call you were on, Moira, and shared on. And uh, what I took away from her share was that she said, you know, I could have just spent some time in prayer and probably had a bigger impact on my myself. So I'm just saying, like, in my schedule, feels crowded, feels packed. But if I would just slip some prayer in there, I feel like I can open up space in my mind and in my 
energy, my physical body. So I feel a little all over the place, but what I'm trying to get at is I'm just kind of re-looking at time, scheduling, and focused task energy and having more energy for spiritual practice. So there I go. <laughs> did did you hear this is Chris, did you hear me talk about putting my calendar in uh between the statue of Blessed Mother and Buddha? No. <laughs> I did I, I miss that at the beginning or yeah, when did you yeah, talk yeah. Oh darn it. Yeah, it was meant to be darn it. I, Hello. Hello. Hello, Angela. It's Moira. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, something happened. It went into uh, lecture mode for some reason for like about two minutes. I don't know what happened. All right. Chrissy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We're back. Who was speaking? I remember asking Chris, I just made the sort of comment, but I was saying that um, that I'm assuming that by putting your calendar in between those two things that they are help that they're they're helping you make decisions <laughs> it It's helping me release the um the need for me to plan cool. You know, I, I pick it up every once in a while, and and you know, there was a big shift in in uh, uh, something that I was hoping to have happen, and then it's not happening, and it freed something else up. And how that is much for for me is just was much more exciting and comfortable and cool. <laughs> I love that. Give it up. Mm-hmm. I've actually been trying to put something um, over to the Holy Spirit for a couple of months now. And uh, then I keep taking it back. And that's um, getting a new car. I've got this um, second-hand car dealer guy. You know, he's great. And um, this will be the fourth car I've bought through him. And he goes mm. to the dealer auctions in Brisbane and buys a car and, you know, takes $500 commission and sells, you know, passes the car on to his clients. 
So it's a good way to get a reliable car for a greatly reduced price. But um, I asked him to start looking for a car for me, oh, about six weeks ago. And um, because I don't want a hatchback, he, or, and I don't want a black or a grey car, he, um, there's, there's difficulties in finding a car for me. And sometimes he, he's been sick, he hasn't been able to go, or he's been looking after sick family members, or something else has happened. And the other times that he's gone, um, he's found cars, and I've said, yeah, that'd be great. But he's missed them. You know, someone else has bought them out from under him. And, um, yeah, so it's like I think yesterday was about the fourth time where I thought that he was going to bring a car home and he hadn't. <laughs> and so I've been spending time handing it over and then taking it back and fantasizing about, you know, the kind of car I want to drive and how cool I'll feel, you know, when I'm driving a nice car and I'm looking at all the cars on the road thinking, oh, I like that, oh, I like that. No, I don't like that. Hmm. And um, and I'm, I'm kind of bemused each week, each Wednesday, as each Wednesday goes past and I still haven't got a new car. Um, you know, <laughs> thinking, okay, this is this is this lesson continues. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so um, I've already told myself, you know, more just stop thinking about it. You've already told him what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of cars that you would like and the colours that you'd be happy with. Just let go. Stop looking at cars. Stop fantasising. Yeah, funny. But I think that's something like I was saying where, you know, for me too, if I, mm, I'm i looking for a new house or place to live and I set up an alert system, so I'm alerted when houses come are posted that meet, match my criteria. And, um, you know, I could just keep looking and spend so much time looking because it's just something to do. But it's just like that's where I can see time gets sucked away because I almost have those sort of um, just distractions because I used to and I used to I still do a budget financial budget and I noticed that I can get highly detailed and then obsessively do that and it's not necessary, but I can keep doing money things and write down a budget and figure out something in projection and blah, 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 blah about the money. But it's just interesting to note, like, you know, what's what do I really need to do? And I just feel like time will start opening up once I get my, once my mind is clear. And I'll really know what's, like, worth my time. And when will that happen? <laughs> I feel it is happening. Like I can notice it's happening, and that's really fun. And I notice it, like I said at work. I just feel like from person, things are clearer. Um, and I'm getting nudgings to do more prayer. And since you know, it doesn't always look like how I want it to. I've started just to allow the form to change and. 
if my husband's in the room with me and I want to meditate in silence, well, that's not really going to happen. So instead, I'm like putting on a prayer, like listening to a prayer in the same room. You know, so I'm just trying to let the form change, but still the intention is there in the dedication. Sometimes, I think I have spoken this before or something, but sometimes I just um, have like a three-second prayer or Mm. I'll do a little short, it's not a meditation, but a visualization, I guess, of like the sacred flames Mm. and stuff like that. I can do that. I can do it five times a day or I don't think I've ever done a hundred times a day but um, or a lot more than that whenever I think of it just nice kind of helps bring me back you know mm-hmm. centered to bring me back to my heart kind of because that's where I'm really interested in living not for my mind which is how my thinking mind which is how I probably lived for a long time with uh, acting out probably (laughs) in the middle but um it was and I wasn't really going to mention this but it just comes to mind I was uh, actually I started this thing Yesterday, um, I was reading the Seven Sacred Flames book, and I was reading the info, and I read it, probably not, I never read it page to page, I just open up and flip through, and and I started just, it started, I guess, last prayer partner day, Sunday, and um, when I just started writing stuff, they were saying, you know, it sounded so wonderful. <laughs> and you start writing prayers around it. Like, not, I didn't have to be anything special, but just kind of making the words into uh, owning it and desiring it. And so saying, they said, like, you need, you know, it's helpful to do this or whatever. You know, I said, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm interested in doing. That's what I. I want to attract it in my life. It's just, uh, I don't know. I just want to say it mostly because I want to forget. Sometimes I find something real interesting, exciting, and new, and then about eight days into it, I forget. Mm -hmm. I don't want to forget. Since since you were talking about cars a bit, I'm going to ask you to pray for me and my um, transportation needs on my trips because, you know, I have a car in San Diego, yet it's not being used all the while I'm there, and I have to ask people to start it in that, and I I can't be sure they do. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. And my son's supposed to get my registration for me and have him to get it smogged and stuff. And um, there's just, you know, not knowing what to do because I only use the car four months of the year, two on each side of Christmas. And um, and there's an unsettledness about it. And I would like to just be not worried about it, you know. I'm, I think I'm going to get a picture of it and put it between Mary and Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad you said that because it's almost six. So that's a good uh, time for anybody. Uh, anybody else have uh, a burning desire or a prayer request? I'll just add to mine while I'm talking about you know the traveling things. Is that I just get done this week with ease and grace and see all the things that I want to do before I I. Uh, pack up and leave for two months, you know. I think I'll just pray, ask for prayers just around um, just continued clarity and on... You know, the 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 highest, most beneficial way to spend my time. Mm-hmm. My energy, my focus, my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prayers for clarity is always helpful. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you can always do that for me. That's a never-ending request. Well, um, tag team crying out. Yeah. Okay. Holy Spirit, with our hands on our hearts, thank you. We thank ourselves. We thank our higher selves for our continuing guidance and direction towards, well, on our path of waking up and awareness. We're so grateful that we can join together both with our higher Holy Spirit selves and also with each other on the side. We know that we'll continue to wake up and we're so relieved and grateful and comforted by that. Amen. Holy Spirit, thank you for this secret circle this coming together. Thank you for our path of awakening, our path of love. Thank you for all the tools available, the people, the opportunities. Just to speak out loud our awarenesses 
to bring them to the light, to shine a light on them. We're just interested in living this life of love, forgiving and healing all else. And we trust that it is happening. We bless each other and the whole community. And I would like to thank for the um, circle that we have where I feel that someone really cares and um, that I don't have to fight for um, being able to express. And then I want to bless everybody um, who has asked for prayers in any way. And I'm just going to finish up with uh, a prayer from the Seven Sacred Planes called um, it's a fifth ray invocation which, which is what today is the emerald ray and it's called healing through releasing negative energies so it says I am a master of divine expression we actually speak we we are we now release all separation and limitations that no longer serve our path of light we release all vows of poverty and limitations that we ever made in this and past incarnations we release all imprints implants negative thought forms black magic spells and curses negative patterns of human ego of illness and disease patterns and all energies that no longer serve our path of light by the intervention of divine grace with thy full intent we choose to release all energies of separation limitation and all blockages back to the universe we ask for these energies be purified and transformed into the highest form of light. We invoke the insistence of the angelic realms, Master Hilarion, Mother Mary, Archangel Raphael, my Monad, and all ascended masters to release from my being in the world all levels of energies that are less than our divine blueprint of perfection and our eternal victory in the light through our ascension so be it beloved i am amen 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 love you all yeah, thank you, everybody, for showing up. Love. Thank you, Bill. Safe travels. Mm-hmm. Have a great week, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.